Jeff Ramsey. Fuck! Scarlett Johansson's butt late at night. And this is how superheroes are born. Welcome to the podcast. That was an interesting selection, guess. That was that was totally natural. That's exactly how that conversation happened when uh, we recorded it in the podcast. My pop filter's broken. I hit I hit record before everyone was ready. Joel's still fucking with his pop filter. Pop I was broken. like, because everyone was like, I don't know, I don't know what we're talking about. Like the, the pop filter, like, yeah, he, that's just move to the other mic. We should just keep we should just keep microphones on in each of the offices constantly, and constantly. You're not gonna be able to fix that. Just move to the other mic. I don't want to move the other mic. Or move the mic to you then. I'll move the other mic. The following part of the podcast is brought to you by. Who makes pop filters? I, I bought the absolute cheapest pop filters I could, and I absolutely regret it. Those are the worst pieces of shit ever. How do you make a bad pop filter? It's just like somehow – I mean, what is a pop filter? A pop filter is like a we're, piece of material. We really don't know. It's like that circle piece of nylon or whatever it is that you put it's in front like of the microphone. It's a piece of material. So how do you fuck up a piece of material? How does that happen? You know, Sorensen's a – that's how you say it, right? It's a big headphone manufacturer. Angry today. Fucking huh? angry. We, we, um, have, we have a bunch of them. We have like most oh, the of the – Sennheisers. Sennheiser, excuse yeah. me. We have the Fuck Sennheisers, a bunch of them. And Miles got back from PAX and he's like, hey, did you, go, did you guys know that Sennheiser makes video game headphones? Like they're like completely different things. <laughs> marketing, marketing, yeah, marketing. it's all marketing. When I went, you know – How's Mar- England? Modern War- – oh, we'll get to that in a second. How's England? Let's talk about headphones real fast. All right. Talk went about, to, how are the headphones in England? <laughs> I went to um, – uh, pick up Modern Warfare 3 this morning because it came out, mm-hmm. and there was so much Modern Warfare 3 branded shit. Like, I went over to the Best Buy by the office, and uh, it was like, oh, get your Modern Warfare 3 headphones. Don't forget your Modern Warfare 3 sunglasses, but don't get those sunglasses. Get these Modern Warfare 3. There were multiple Modern wow. Warfare 3 sunglasses for sale, like, up there. Did have you, you seen uh, the greatest film ever sold? I have not seen that yet. Same concept in video games, but uh, it's like the last 15 minutes are pretty awesome. Maybe I would fast forward to that. Are we in the wrong industry? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> we should be making headphones and sunglasses. We're in, an industry, we're in an industry that's not flooded. We, we don't have Modern Warfare 3 pop filters. We don't have we, those. The market cornered. No, we do. Have, yeah. Wow. It's creative thinking. Yeah. I like that. Outside the box. Have you played any of it yet? No. It's still in shrink wrap on my desk. We didn't introduce <gasps> anyone. I've got – I'm Philip Frandefree. A.K.A. Joel Heyman. Uh, this Phillip is Brandon Frandefree. And this is Gus, like always. Okay, we can continue with our stupid ramblings. Your name is now Philip Frandefrini. So this is like zero out. Well, I'm mean at zero, but this is like critical mass time for video games. This is critical mass for video games. games. I got a Battlefield mm-hmm. still in shrink wrap, sitting on top my Xbox. Haven't played it at all for one second yet because I haven't had time. A lot of threes. Got Battlefield three, which has been out for a couple of weeks. Modern Warfare three, which came out today. Skyrim, which comes out later this week, and Uncharted 3, which came out last week. Did you play any of those? Yes. I played all of them. Well, I mean, I played Battlefield 3 and uh, Uncharted 3. Uncharted 3, you all haven't played it yet, but game of the year I'm so not far a for so- me. I don't... Sony... What? Uncharted 3 is probably one of the best video games I've ever played. Really? Yeah. It's, it's second on the list. I'm working through Resistance yeah? 3 right now, another 3, and uh, it's tough. How's the how's the resistance going? Not enjoying it, <laughs> but I feel like I gotta finish it. I gotta I gotta get it done. You know, I, bought, I, I can't just, that's, I can't that's, just that's, stop that's, that's a problem with a video game. Is like that's that's the problem. Is like I know once I unwrap the video game and then start the process, it's like oh I'm gonna get sucked in, and then yeah. I just feel paranoid. I'm like, what if what if the ending is awesome? What if the ending like changes my life forever? Yeah, like I'm just gonna miss out if I don't finish. And you get so close, I just can't. I can't. I started playing uh, Orcs Must Die. Uh, and now it's like I can't – I'm obsessed about it. I can't start anything until I finish that. You know, I I was intentionally trying to delay – I was trying to limit my amount of Uncharted 3 playtime because I didn't want the game to end. 
It was like, I only want to play for an wow, hour that right good, now. really? Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, okay, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. So how's I it, how's it compared to the last one? It was better than Uncharted 2. Did the and, pl- then, and then as soon as, like, I'm not kidding you, as soon as the credits finished rolling, as soon as it was done, I started playing again. Did the, like, platforming, started playing did the platforming get repetitive at all? No, they didn't do it as much, I felt like. Because jumping from time. ledge to ledge, or up the ledge or down the ledge, I, I felt got a little, a little much into. The, the, the part- is, this, is this like your favorite game you've played all year? Yeah, easy. I think the it's better uh, than Portal Two. I like this more. I think. God damn. Um, the 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 part that gets repetitive to me is sometimes they have like those run away from falling stuff sequences where you're running at camera, and I get confused as to which direction I'm supposed to be pushing on yeah. the analog stick. Like, do I push down to run towards? That me? drives me crazy. Yeah. Like when you play, the, they have that uh, in Assassin's Creed a little bit. Sometimes a great game, but like sometimes the rules change. You know, based on your environment, it's like now all of a sudden left is not left, left is forward. Uh, I think like, uh, Resident Evil 2 was one of the toughest games in that regard. But I, I really like the fixed camera, even though going one way on the, uh, on the D-pad puts you in a completely different room in an opposite direction. But I feel like fixed camera like gives you less control over the environment and you feel like more susceptible to you know shock and uh, yeah, cause, suspense because you can't look and see what's in the corner of your eye right? yeah. over, like you it, only you have a very fixed perspective yeah it's like watching a film like uh, the, the it's like the your creator, character has a neck brace yeah they they choose the angle which is most terrifying yeah i also feel like it's cheating though because then they don't have to draw the whole environment they just have to draw the speci- they know exactly what you're going to be looking at Sure, but then it allows you to put more attention towards other aspects of the uh, of of the production. It's like animators don't show feet. Yeah, well, don't be wrong. I think it's it's very effective when it's used properly. But yeah. I feel like it's a it's a shortcut a lot of times, and it's not done properly. But yeah. you're right. In Resident yeah. Evil, in Resident Evil Two, it was done well. Yeah. See, I haven't played I haven't played any of those games. That was an old game, though, man. That's like fucking. I, yeah, I never, I PlayStation never played, One. Man. I never played. I never played Resident Evil. No, oh. uh, I, I was I was big into one and two when they came out. Uh, I guess I played. Code Veronica on the Dreamcast. I played five, but I never played four. Was there three? What was three? Oh, no, was it no, the Nemesis? What was Resident Evil 3? I don't know. God, this is a fucking video game podcast. I, see, I, I, I don't even you. know. Like, to me, it's like, I knew it was a game, but it was like, it's also a movie now. Yeah. And that's, I don't know, the movie scarred me. For, how, was, <laughs> how was England? England was awful. <laughs> you guys seen the Doom movie real quick before we move away from it? I didn't yeah, see the Doom I saw movie. the Doom movie. Why would, Doom you, why would you see the Doom movie? I saw it for free. All right. It was like I went to it was your fantastic. No, I got an right. argument with was Brian. Was the Doom movie fantastic? I got an argument with Brian about it. He said it was literally awful. I was like, look, if you choose to go see a movie about the game Doom that is obviously bad in the trailer, like you know there's a first-person view, you know what you're going to see. So I went so and I saw – your argument is because you know it's bad, it's not bad. Yeah, because you go into it being like, oh, I really want to see like a you know campy video game adaptation, not like a legitimate good movie. I want to go see a movie where The Rock is shooting a bunch of shit. It delivered. It's like uh, if you go see Piranhas 3D because you want a really stupid 3D movie with a bunch of people getting kick- killed. Couldn't. Or a, really, a slasher horror movie Ugh. like Hellraiser 4, Hellraiser in Space. No, I couldn't. I don't know. Was that a real movie? Uh, that's not the title of it, but it is in I space. Probably, yeah. Well, They're in a space station. It's uh, it's awesome. They're wearing Modern Warfare three glasses while they're the Modern Warfare three space, space station. Is, it's the Modern Warfare three glasses in space. That's a different type of glasses. You so you didn't it, you, you gotta say it in space. space. You didn't care for Doom the movie. No, I did not care for Doom the no, movie. It's even even though it was free, I felt ripped off. <laughs> uh, because see, like I used to do this thing for for a long time. I, I used to do this every week, but in the local uh, like free paper, the Chronicle, you can flip through it and they'll tell you like. 
free passes for this movie. Just go to whatever business uh, Thursday at 2 p.m. and get a free pass. I would do that every week. I'd go and I'd get every free pass to see every advanced screening I could, and I'd watch every movie I could for free. They still do it. My yeah. friends went to see Harold and Kumar in 3D last week. Mm-hmm. So if you, Which I heard is fantastic. If you live in Austin, you could do that, <laughs> like looking at the Chronicle. Or if, I'm sure whatever city you, if you live in a big city, I'm sure you yeah. can do that just about anywhere. When I worked at the TV station. We got those from movie promotional companies every week, and we yeah, hundreds, mm-hmm. hundreds. The one downside was that they gave away so many because they wanted the theater to be full that you had to show up kind of early. But if you're going to go see a movie at the Alamo and we have to show up early as it's, it is, my time's my time's more valuable. Guess yeah, yeah. I don't I don't I don't do that anymore. <laughs> but I used to do that all the time. I love the Alamo, but is there is. Regal, if you have a student ID, which I still own, I'm graduated for like two or three years, it's, it's six bucks. Hold on. Hold on to that student ID for as long as possible. Don't give it up. You can get into everything. Use it for free. Six I, bucks, man. Yeah. But should we, is there any reason we should talk about like what's happening with us this week? Sure. Why not? We got, we, speaking of theaters, we have a screening for season nine at the Draft House on Thursday. On Thursday, yeah. Sold out. What time? 7.30? It's at 8 p.m. It's at 8 p.m., but uh, the whole cast will be arriving at 7.30 p.m. There'll be a little uh, red carpet. Really? Yeah. Why is it not a blue carpet? This is a joke. <laughs> not a very good one. What are we going to be showing? Are we just going to be showing Season 9? Do you know what we're showing? We're going to be showing Season 9, but the pre-roll, the Alamo always shows a pretty cool pre-roll based on you know what kind of movie you're going to watch. And we're doing the pre-roll, and it's going to be pretty pretty good. It's all going to be stuff that we haven't shown before. We get, it seems like we use the same exact process with Alamo every single time where it's just sort of like, hey, yeah, we want to rent a theater. And it's like then we get the small theater and then like it sells out immediately and it's like, okay, I guess we'll get the bigger th- – we'll bump you up to the bigger yeah, theater they, they, It's just like we have to go through this process every single time. Yeah. I do kind of like it though because that way – it gives fans multiple chances. Yeah. Well, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not denigrating the fact that we have, we should get, we should immediately get bumped to the bigger theater. and yeah. Maybe have two. I mean, if no, it was like what Brandon's saying is, it, it spreads out the ticket purchasing opportunity across multiple I, time periods. I see. So that if I, you, I don't if know you, though. That's like a different philosophy though, because the people who knew about it and were standing in line theoretically online mm-hmm. for the tickets, and then they got bumped, and yep. then, like they didn't get the ticket, but then later someone else got it. That's kind of be a bad feeling. Fuck them. That's like skipping in line. I've never had a problem going to these. All right. Uh, I just had a cool idea, too, and I'm not going to share it with you guys, but if you are coming to the Alamo, expect something awesome. Expect something that no one's ever done before in a movie theater. Public nudity? Public nudity. I've done that. Let me tell you, you know, you ever, it might have been before you moved to Austin, but there used to be this really shitty theater on Riverside. The Presidio, it's uh, it's where that Chinese buffet is now. I know the Chinese buffet. Yeah, that, they used to be don't, a don't ever drive behind the Chinese buffet after midnight. <laughs> well, anyway, one time, that was like the shittiest theater I've ever been to in my life. And I used to live pretty close to there. They're, so they're like, always called the Presidio. I don't know why. <laughs> that's the, like, the theater I would go to. And one time I was watching, I think I was watching, like, I, I only remember ever watching terrible movies there. And one time I was watching Stigmata. <laughs> and um, like in the middle of the movie, the the door like the exit up under the screen opened up and a Domino's pizza guy walked in. <laughs> that's, that's great. And it's like you got a pizza for Mark and like Mark's like hey over here and the fucking Domino's guy goes up to the dude in the movie theater delivers his pizza and walks out. Oh, there's awesome. this, I was watching Tropic Thunder and there was this asshole behind us who was just talking the whole movie. Then he got on his cell phone. He was just talking loud. Like he was obviously doing it to be a distraction. And I just got fed up and I told him to shut the fuck up. And then he, like, reached over and started to, like, tell me how he was going to hurt me, kill me. And I just didn't say anything. I was just like, whatever, whatever, whatever. He sat there for a while and then left. And then after I was leaving the theater, all these, like, 
like overweight dudes came up to me and was like, "Man, I totally had your back, dude." I was like, <laughs> "Bullshit!" It was terrifying. When's the it's just annoying though. It's just like, why? Why? Yeah, I don't know. That, that that's, that's I I can't stand like the people who are like point out the obvious thing. Like we had that story of like Independence Day where like people behind us where the giant spaceship came over the White House and they're like. Those are the aliens. It's like, really? <laughs> no, I get you that. You have to say that out loud. Like, it's like, that. are you are you tipping in the rest of the audience in case they weren't? Make sure everyone's ahead of the curve as to what's going on. There. And it happens in every fucking movie. I totally understand that. I'm all for that. I, I don't know if I ever told a story in the podcast, but one of the first dates I ever went on with my wife, we went to see, um, God, we went to see, uh, it was a terrible movie, but we went to see the Bewitched remake with Will Ferrell and Nicole Kidman. <laughs> And um, I got fucking drunk before we went to the theater. And then, like, I snuck some bottles of Coke with Jack Daniels, some Jack and Cokes into the theater. And I kept drinking. And the movie was so terrible and people were laughing at it. And I turned to my to Esther, who I was dating at the time, and I go, why the fuck are these people laughing? This is awful. And apparently I got really belligerent, like, making fun <laughs> of people for laughing at the movie and enjoying it. That she had to drag me out of the theater because everyone wanted to kick my ass. <laughs> Was this associated with that uh, surgery story? No, no, totally different time. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Did you guys see Aliens in the movie theater? Aliens? No, I never I did, did. I did see Aliens in the movie theater. All yeah. right. Did you, like, I, I, there's no way I could have seen that in the theater and not yelled at the screen. When that guy is walking into that giant space with all the pods... And you're just like, no, like, turn around. Why are you getting closer? It's opening. Yeah. It's opening. I remember everyone groaning, which that's inappropriate. Like, you, everyone could groan. That makes sense, you know. But Or or even at that for that movie, like, turn the fuck around, get the yes. fuck out. That makes sense. That Out of every movie that's ever been released, that has to be the most yelled at moment yeah. ever. Yeah. There was, a, there was the first one that was pretty bad where the thing opened or whatever, and that was, oh, I'm going to look inside of it. No, 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 look inside of it. <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah, that's the one I'm talking yeah, about. Sorry, that's, that's Alien, not Alien, Aliens, yeah. my mistake. Yeah. That giant, giant room still, of it was, pods. They still had that same, like, exact scene in Aliens, I think, where well, Sigourney it, Weaver walks in. But then she knows what it is. She walks into the room, and, like, she walks in no, the no, middle like, of the room. Just, she knows she's like, maybe it's different this time. <laughs> maybe, nope. <laughs> oh, wait. No, no, they're starting to open. Well, maybe the opening is different this time. Well, maybe I should get a closer look. And what does the first guy think he's going to find? Treasure? He's just going to reach in there and grab a bunch of gold and maybe. jewels. Or, like the goose that laid the golden... It's like the alien that laid the golden turd. Or maybe a virgin just pops out. <laughs> well, That's what virgins sound like. <laughs> They're very happy. So we should talk about. Uh, I was going to say we should talk about New Zealand. You guys right? went to Australia, New Zealand. We went to Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia, Melbourne, New Zealand, and New Zealand, Auckland, New Zealand, and uh, Brandon, Melbourne, Australia, and Bernie uh, went to a pony cabin together. We did go to a pony cabin. Together. And Bernie, the a whole time pony was like, cabin? "Yeah, Bernie was like, you should come to the pony cabin with us." And it's like it's very romantic. We have a fire. It's like I don't want, to, I don't want to go to the pony cabin. No, it's surprisingly I, relaxing. I'm you sure. go to bed at eight p.m., which is the downside. You lost me there. Uh, we were in Cambridge. No, I know, but yeah, we were in Cambridge, and I was asking like uh, some Where? of the ladies there. Cambridge. That's in New Zealand. Yeah, is it not called Cambridge? I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. It's just I a city really like close it. to us. And uh, I was asking them, oh, what do you do at night? Like, what's the nightlife? Where do you go? And they're just like, uh, there's a pub right there full of, like, big New Zealand dudes. So really, 8 p.m. is just, let's just wait for the, wait for the morning. It is an incredibly, incredibly, like, beautiful country. It's an incredibly beautiful country. Like, it smells nice. The air is gorgeous. The, the, the country's gorgeous. 
Uh, it was just unbelievable. Very gorgeous air. It's like, just it's like Malibu. It's, it's like the whole country is Malibu. It's gorgeous because it's so far away and so difficult to it's get like, to. People have not like flocked there and ruined it yet. It, it, right, exactly. There's there were. It's funny you say flock because there was like flocks of like parrots and stuff, and just like all, all the animals there were happy, fluffy animals. There was like there's no snakes. It's, it's like the like, polar opposite of uh, Australia. Yes, like exactly. Like as far Which is as so like weird, right? Killer animals go. You definitely see the impact though on the community because you ask people from Auckland, "Oh, how do you like it here? How do you like it here?" And you know they they, they like it, but a lot of them are just kind of like you know it's small. There's not a lot to do, so it's like the consequence of having basically a a reserve with the whole country, right? Because they have dogs that don't sniff for cocaine; they sniff for food. Like literally, a dog jumped on a backpack. I think all dogs. The security guys came in there like, "Ma'am, do you have any food in here?" And like all the um, all the stand-ups they have are just guys like security guys holding apples, being like, "Don't bring any fruit in." That was I got I got adjusted to uh, security in New Zealand and Australia very quickly because it was sort of like, "Come through the metal detector." Oh, I have metal. That's okay. Just whatever. They just <laughs> it, was yeah, so, what, what, it was so easy. They just t- did not care. One time when I was in Australia, I was flying from Melbourne to Adelaide. And like it's like you said, like I I was in there. There was no one really manning the metal detector. You know, and I walked through, and like no one even looked at me. I knew, I knew I was back in Los Angeles. I knew I was back in America when we landed back in L.A. in the terminal at LAX. And within five minutes of being back on U.S. soil, I got yelled at for standing in a no standing area. There's a like, no standing like area? it's like you can't stand there. I'm like waiting for Brandon to get through like uh, security. It's like on the other side, of security guys like you can't you can't stand there. That's not for standing. It's just immediately, oh, I'm back in America. We should, we should give like a shout-out to like every fan who came by and saw us. And we should give a shout-out to Cool Katie, who ran an amazing event uh, in Australia, at Melbourne. Um, that was great. Yeah, and, it was. Uh, it was also, that- the guys in New Zealand ran a really good event, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely the event in Melbourne was great. Was yeah, it-, it was at a bowling alley with a giant, giant liquor bar oh that was multiple it, it, it was in crown right in yeah, casino? yeah yeah it was in a casino so that's a big thumbs up there yeah, I, also I, I, if, you, there. if they, you're they, gonna I, plan an rvb event do it in a casino i've been there that's like they have a bowling alley a laser tag a giant arcade and it's there's great. like bars everywhere and then you can go upstairs and gamble yeah it's great. i volunteered or i was volunteered for laser tag and i play second which i feel is good because it's like you do well but you're not no one who finished no first? one uh you're the american you got to shoot that shit up dude no, nope. you got to get that shit laser did you, pregnant. Did you? Did you? <laughs> did you break the course? Did you break the gun? Anything? There's no honor did in you, finishing first in a laser tag. Did you? Did you spike <laughs> the gun at the end? And <laughs> like America? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah! Who finished first? Um, a guy on my team actually. So we couldn't actually like, face off against one another. What was his name? Um, I don't know. All the characters are assigned. Like all your names are assigned. They're all video game characters. Uh-huh. That's another reason why you don't want to finish first. You don't want to be that guy that's king of the laser tag nerds. What's wrong with you? I was second, though. What the hell's wrong with you? Being second somehow better? Yeah. I don't understand what you're saying. You hung out I, with people and you're making fun of them for you, being you, you're I'm not making you fun of them. you got some sort of uh, numbering value yeah, I, system I, I here that's going I on. I don't follow the rationale whatsoever. I'm just saying I'm a part of it. I'm obviously part of the video game nerd, but I don't want to be like, I don't want the spotlight on me. I don't want the people to come out, you know, it's after the laser tag match, and they're all like cheering and I don't, throwing did, I roses. Did, did, everyone, first. did everyone come out and cheer for the guy who finished first? It was close. It was a little. <laughs> it was mild applause. <laughs> so dumb. 
No, if I'm going to go in, if I'm going to take my time to play this deck, I'm going to fucking dominate. If I don't come in first, there's no point. I had a friend bring a fucking prism into a laser tag game one time and ruined everything for everybody. <laughs> what does that do? I think he shot I know it what in, prism it, does, but he shot it into shot around corners and was just taking people out, and it worked. I mean, really? I, yeah, I don't know. This was in the '80s, back when like laser technology was as early stages could be manipulated <laughs> by prisms. And prisms were cool. <laughs> and prisms were cool. Everyone carried around with them, you know, in case you're. In case you like, laser tag game breaks That's out. That's right. In truth, I tried to play it cool, but I was really, really trying to win. <laughs> so it'd be like, yeah, yeah, I don't even care. I wasn't even trying. I got first. But I, um, did, I didn't. Even, I didn't even know there was laser. I tag. was inferior. I was. Uh, I was drunk enough to not know what was going on. Gus, I, I learned an invaluable lesson. Uh, when you get to an event, you immediately tell people that they cannot buy you drinks. <laughs> because I kept getting drink after drink after drink, and I didn't want to be rude. And I, I even got a Jack and Coke, and I, I, I hate I, I hate whiskey. I wish Brian was here because I had that text message on his phone. <laughs> Brian got wrecked. Oh, like yeah. I saw, I saw that. Hey, give me an ABC shot, and the A is absinthe, and I have no idea what the B and C is, but I bailed. I was literally pleading with the bartender, help me. You had absinthe? Stop. They're going to kill me. Well, absinthe was in the shot? Yeah, that was oh, the first shot. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't want to be a jerk. Absence? Yeah, it's really fine. Isn't that like it's illegal in the United States? No, right? no, I feel like it's, it's like it's watered down. down. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, it's watered down absence. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you hallucinate, but I mean, it smells like. Well, you weren't trying hard enough. I don't like absence because it's like it's got that anise taste. It reminds me of like licorice, and I fucking hate that taste. Ugh, I really? couldn't taste anything yeah. after that. But she kept serving liquor. There was a research study done saying that women are subconsciously attracted to the smell of black licorice. Ugh. I fucking see. It's the number one on the list. Well, I'm obviously not a woman then because I fucking hate licorice. I fucking hate black licorice. It's disgusting. That's why I have some black licorice. Uh, oh, I fucked up that joke. <laughs> licorice is funny. Black licorice uh, pubic shampoo. I felt. Uh, <laughs> see, no. that joke would have killed no. if I would have nailed it. No. Gus Gus was waiting to laugh. I didn't even. Um, I didn't even want to get into the story because I felt. Um, Bad, bad about uh, Brandon and and Bernie. No, fuck it, do it. Because um, they were uh, uh, they were basically flying economy on the way out there, and I basically wasn't flying basically. economy. <laughs> and uh, well, like I was we the terminal. You were, you were in business, or crazy. I wasn't flying economy. <laughs> and and um, we were basically at the terminal. Like we took the five hour flight from whatever Austin to like L A. or however long it was. It's three we, hours. Three hours, five hours, whatever. Uh, it didn't matter. We had a 17-hour flight in front of us. Who's counting? We landed at the terminal at LAX, and um, it was like Ellis Island. It was like we were flying out on that uh, – what was it? The the A380? The, oh, you flew with A380? We threw – yeah, A380 wow. out there. And it was like – the terminal was like there were more people than there was terminal space. It was people just packed together, just like shoulder to shoulder, screaming kids. It was just like awful. Are you talking was, coming into LA? No, he's flying, flying out, yeah, of flying LA, out of LA. And it was just like utterly packed. And I felt I felt bad for you guys. I really genuinely felt bad for you guys. We were talking. I was like, well, maybe we can flop seats at one point. Uh, liar, Keep which I said. <laughs> no, I did. No. Well, you sent me a text message, so I know, I know I sent it to you because you confirmed that back to me. You sent me a text message in Sydney saying, "Well, can we flop out seats?" Do you remember that? This never happened. Uh-huh. I have the text message. Trying to save face. I have the text message. Well, I'm not trying to save face because I was trying to really admit there was no fucking way I was going to flop seats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I what? I guess I dropped a Vicodin and and then felt bad for you. I dropped a Vicodin and like some stomach medication, which I. Really realize at the time also I had it's a, a beer mix. or two yeah. and all of them were like um 
get all water out of Joel. So uh, I literally oh took like 20 bathroom. I had to go to the bathroom like 20 times. But anyways, we're in Ellis Island. We're shoulder to shoulder. We're just utterly crowded. Hey, Matt come just, ba- you come back here. Matt just looked in and you come immediately back. left. All right, so you're in Ellis Island. And um, so they're like, well, they're boarding business class. You should just go ahead. And I'm like, oh, all right. So I go to <laughs> business class. And I go through the line. I go through the line. It's like a separate entrance for the plane. They have two entrances. And I go to my own entrance, and I'm the only one there. And I go into this hallway. It's like a white lit hallway with like panels that are backlit. It's like, it's like, it's like, going, it's like going to heaven. And no, It's like going to heaven. No one is there. I'm the only one. It's like you go from utter chaos. You walk five feet. It's like serenity. It's like serenity. There's no one there. I'm just like walking this long hallway. No one's there. And I'm like, all right. Then there's like this winding staircase that goes up. I follow the winding staircase. It takes me to another hallway. At the end of the hallway, there's five dudes. At the entrance of the plane, there's two dudes on each side of the plane and a guy standing in the middle. And I'm like, I just walk up to them. I'm like, um, hi, is this? And they're like, yes, come to me, sir. Follow Welcome. the light. Follow the light. <laughs> this is your <laughs> surf who's been assigned to you. <laughs> exactly. You can and rest your go, feet on me all flight, sir. <laughs> I can't. I couldn't tell you, dude. They bring me to, they bring me to my chair. It wasn't a chair. Like it was. It wasn't a chair. chair. It wasn't a chair. It was like it was a pod. It, it, was, it was. It was the pod it that was Darth Vader. Huge. Came out of like the in distance, the second Star Wars. There was even like hydraulic steam. They had like I, I just can't steam. describe to you. Like I had the panel and these buttons. They had a back massager and there was like twenty buttons for like I could just, like the distance between the front of my chair and the aisle in front of me. I couldn't touch it. It was just like it was so. It was it was the most surreal thing I'd ever seen. And they were like, "Well, sir, would you like to fill out a menu, a pre menu?" <laughs> and so I'm filling out these pre menus and this, that, and the other thing. And, I'm, and it was like it was the greatest thing ever. Wow. I mean, I, I wasn't able to sleep during the flight because I'm insane or whatever. Yeah, and then our plane uh, ran out of gas. Oh yeah, there was the out of gas incident, and so we had to land in Sydney. And sure enough, that's when I got the test message from Brandon. He's like, "So, do you want to flop out now?" Like, Were you like in a middle seat or something, Brandon? Or did you? Oh have- yeah, and we, we, you know, they didn't let us leave the plane when we got to Sydney. No, we were sitting on the tarmac. The whole time. Just I, I genuinely thought for a second. I was like, okay, maybe I should try and go flop out one of those guys. And as good, you know. And uh, I look back, and um, I, I'm Vicodined out at this point, And, like, the whole hallway is moving. Like, <laughs> I, all I see is, like, the hallway going infinitely back along with the staircase going down. Uh, I guess you were on the first floor. I was on the second floor. I was like, there's, there's no way. There's no way I would be able to find you. I mean, there's just no way. We had an what? omelet. That was That was neat. I, they, they probably wouldn't have let you flop out anyway. It'd have been like, well, that, that's what I thought too. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I mean, they, it was. Uh, I was scared and pumped full of drugs, and yeah. I didn't know what was happening. I thought I, I thought I died at one point. You did the right thing, Joel. I mean, it was, uh, it was great. But it was funny because the whole trip in, my, in the back of my mind, I thought, well, no matter what happens to me. I had that trip back, which is going to be awesome. And then we did not get an E380 well, on the way back. It was because, not like that at all. It's because of you that Qantas had that labor dispute and you all were stuck there for a while. I know. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we totally got stuck there. And the, the, that, that's the thing. The flight back was totally different, right? It was like I did, we didn't get the plane. Yeah, Joel was like, that's, that's not the right plane. Do they not was, understand I was going, that's I was the going, wrong I was plane? Like a thing. What was it? Was it a 747 on the way back? Uh, it wasn't even that. It was, like a, it was definitely an Airbus of some size. 
uh, sort, but it was like a sw- I was like, that thing's not going to get across the Pacific Ocean. Wow. We were worried. That in it was a two-by-two. Two. It's like, do they not have their A-team? Do they have, like, the interns there? It was They just, like, grab a plane? It was really bad, yeah. I mean, they, we already got ahead delayed by a day because of the Qantas lockout. Like, uh, we were like, I think we were one of the few people to get affected by that, actually. But And then we landed in L.A. It was horrible. They were shouting at us immediately. And then we had, like, an eight-hour layover. I was like, no, fuck that. We're not going to do that. Let's go to the airline and get a earlier flight and they're like well we have an earlier flight but you have to fly to dallas and then from dallas you fly to austin and you get there an hour earlier i was like well we should do that and so i lost my status and whatever we flew back there and then that we got sat on the tarmac for an hour because the plane was broken so we wound up missing our connecting flight in dallas like we missed it but they didn't tell us we missed it one of the trams was broken in dallas so it was of course it was on the other side of the terminal we land in a it's in c it's like we land run 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 all the way across um and then we get there and it was like oh you missed a flight but it's like there's another flight at the other gate if you go back but you go back where you started it was, like, it was a nightmare the flight takes off at nine twenty it's nine fifteen and she's like well you should have got here twenty minutes early and I was like I just told you we just landed like do you no nah, they're just so rude they, like, yeah I got into a shouting match once at uh, an airport like that like I was running to catch my flight because it was a tight connection and I could see them closing the gate you know from a distance I was like don't close it don't close it and I like ran up and the woman started yelling at me like why aren't you here earlier I was like I, your flight was fucking delayed I, just, I got here as fast as I you could you can read it in their eyes you know like the second we walked up they already had that yeah you're fucked look yeah. they're just staring at you not care. blinking they just, and they know you're fucked and there's nothing they can do about it the it's funny thing like, uh, one of the Qantas guys said when he was rebooking us is he's complaining about people who came up and shout who were shouting at him and he's just like you know Southwest Airlines trains people People that if they just bitch and moan, they'll get whatever they want. And Southwest doesn't fly internationally, right? It's just a regional airport in the U.S. And for some reason, they're they're rep. I can tell you already. Anyone who's new to travel, uh, I think it's true. I don't think you gain anything by yelling at anybody. No, you do not. Ever. In fact, you, you lose you, by yelling. you. You lose. They will. Fu- they will. They will purposely screw you. Yeah, being nice goes a long yeah, you, way. You That's what to, I've learned through extensive travel. Yeah, there's no question. But sometimes. When they screw you, it's just like, well, it's going to feel more good just to scream. Yeah. But you know. if you know it's a foregone conclusion, sure, that's your thing. But I find that it, 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 never, it never works to do that. Nah. Nah. You and I – It works it. with everything else though. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we would have just stayed in L.A. Uh, Joel got us in some you know, super secret high class. That was the room. nicest area of LAX. We just went to some Admirals Club or whatever. It was nice. Which it was, ter- nice. was it in the American Airlines Terminal? Terminal 4? I don't know where it was. Probably was I don't know I don't know where it was. Okay, well, I totally lost my bag during this process. Brandon, <laughs> so I don't know. It was all very confusing. It was a bunch of people on their cell phones acting important, making deals, canceling contracts. It was. It was we had like a Bloomberg terminal. There were stocks never seen involved before. It was what? great. Yeah, like a Bloomberg terminal is like an actual active like computer with a TV and everything it was great. Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. That's crazy. So, then and, and how was England? Uh, Did you already talk about England? Somewhere? I talked about it a bit. Uh, How's Gavino and Ben? They're great. They're great. We um, we didn't get merchandise, which sucked. And but I think I already talked about that. That really that really sucks, especially if like you were like a fan and you wanted to come out and maybe get. I mean, it's I don't, I don't know. If it's, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's easy or hard at it, this point to it, get a signed piece of merch. Well, it's difficult to get merch in the UK anyway because uh, shipping can be expensive, and then like having to pay for VAT as well. Uh, really increases the cost of stuff. So, you know, we thought it would be a good way to get people stuff. And, of course, fucking customs screwed us too. And then you had to, like, probably tell the story about yeah. 20 times about how we weren't able to get merch. Yeah, it sucked. Are you willing to reveal the game you were playing 
in the booth, or is that still? No, we're secret? playing a game. All right. Nothing was going on. It was, was, people, was, people brought us a lot of liquor. We got a lot of scotch. Somebody brought us little vials of vodka. They look like you know how when you go to the doctor and they like put the needle into the like that little uh-huh. container for the shot and they like suck it up and they give you the shot. They brought us that little container, but it was filled with vodka and scorpion. Oh, <laughs> no one brought us alcohol. No, I got we, like, we, we got like three bottles of scotch, a bottle of gin, a bunch of little scorpion vodka things. I'm wrong. We did one awesome fan uh, brought alcohol in Melbourne, but what kind that, of what kind of alcohol was it? Um, it was uh, what was it? it was scotch? Nice, um, which was great. But we didn't get any in New Zealand. Like even at the no. panel, <laughs> we're so spoiled. It's now it's now to the point where at the panel, I just start demanding alcohol <laughs> from the audience. They're like, ha ha ha, and I'm like, no no no, seriously. Like the panel, I'm the really panel doesn't right. turn on. The panel doesn't turn on. It requires liquid. Right. I, I talked about this already, also, but at New York Comic Con, they sold beer in the convention center. Like you That's could awesome. leave your booth, you could go to where they That's sold awesome. the food, pick up a beer, and take it back to the booth. And they, it, was, it was fine. Yeah, they did have a full bar in, uh, in New Auckland. Zealand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, c- compare that to like Boston, where I almost got fucking arrested for <laughs> drinking a beer on stage. They also oh, had a yeah. What the what that we had to get these liquor rules. Right? Yeah, the United States is fucked up. They also had a roller coaster in Auckland, uh, a obstacle, a uh, brandy inflatable obstacle course that was actually made by the the military there as a way to recruit people. <laughs> like invade any uh, inflatable countries. Um, and so it was like this big fair. They had a Burning Man. It was a. Uh, it was. It was fun. Like it was definitely like a really cool experience. And it was huge. It was really, really huge. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty big. And we got the we got the picture taken with the five hundred and first or whatever. Which was, oh that yeah, was, I saw, that, saw was that cool. picture. Yeah, we put that in the front page of the website. Yeah, the, you know, I realized looking back at that picture, um, Brandon was incredibly hungover, and I was a little hungover as well, and I didn't even know what was happening at the time. But How long did it take you all to get used to the jet lag? Were you all fucked up for a long time down there? I got used to it about the time it was time to leave. Yeah. Uh, the first day, Joel and I, uh, we really wanted to go to uh, one of the uh, events with barbecue, and uh, I planned no, to, no I put alarms, and then I woke up, and it was 3 a.m., yeah. You know? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, at that point, I had, I remember the day before I left, I said, I'm going to stay up the whole day. That way, I'll force myself to sleep on the plane. And then I didn't sleep on the plane. So it's like, well, I've been awake for like 48 hours. Yeah, you're like yeah. double fucked. It's like, yeah, there's, there's no way. And after the stop in <laughs> Sydney, it was about 26 hours of travel. Yeah. Yeah, there's just there's no way. I mean, that's exactly right. I was going to try. I was like, just text message me, and it's like, I'm just going to lay my head down on the pillow. Mistake. I'm just going to close one eye. All right, I'll just close the other eye. That's it. It's yeah, over. Yeah, you're, you're dead. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but that was tough. That, that was tougher than I thought or whatever. But you know what? The, I got to tell you, the casinos over there, like, all like there's no craps. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there was some craps in Melbourne. They threatened to have craps. There were tables. I saw them, but they were never opened. There were mm. definitely no craps in Auckland. And, like, it's all uh, it's all automatic shuffling machines uh, over there. You hate so that, it's, just, don't you? it's terrible. You can't. There's no point. So it's like you're forced to play. Uh, what do we play? Roulette. We played roulette. Is it also like a, like one of those giant decks? Like you can't see how many decks they're, they're dealing from. It's just like an, oh, endless, well, an you, endless infinite. Well, it's, yeah, when it's, when it's the automatic shuffling machine, you get the giant wheel. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, you're, it's over at that point. You know, it's, you're screwed. So yeah. I don't know. That's, they got to fix that. They got to get that taken care of. So, but other than that, the countries are wonderful. Other than their shitty automatic shuffling machine. I, I was talking last week how I, I went up so much um, over there when I was at the casino, and then I lost it all. And then I got back. I was just kind of like, all right, you know, whatever. Uh, it was only like 150 bucks. 
And then I got my cell phone bill, and I'm like, fuck, this could have totally paid for that. Yeah. It's like, it just feels even worse. International cell phone usage is well, fucking worse. Welcome yeah. to the world of gambling. Um, <laughs> it wasn't data that killed me. Uh, data was fine. It was um, fucking voice. Oh, yeah. God, I can't believe you were using voice. <laughs> no, I got in an argument with my girlfriend. And it was just oh, like that's a costly this argument. is the most like that's the most expensive expensive argument. fight. Like, can we argue in the world? Over, like, can we argue over Skype, please? Yeah. Can we go home and you can just break a bunch of plates? That'll still be <laughs> cheaper than what we're doing right now. Just keep my car just endlessly. That'd be better. You know, I, I look uh, back at my recent calls on my cell phone, and all it is is like this: these twenty long numerical yeah. digit lines. You like, know, I gotta say, I'm really happy with like I went overseas. Also, I was expecting to get you know really you know. I was going to have to pay a lot on my cell phone bill, but with iMessage now in iOS 5, since I know so many people with other iPhones, like, you don't pay. It's just data. Uh, it just sends it out. So it's just like a couple bytes instead of a text message. It's so much cheaper. Yeah, it's nice. But uh, our, uh, Eric, who works at our distributor in Australia New Zealand, who I, I can't say enough good things about, his phone didn't do that. Like, we, we were texting him, and we were late the first day because he just fucking asshole wasn't responding to any of my text messages. Even when I asked, oh, hey, I heard you were going out tonight. Let me know when you're going. Didn't say anything. I was like, fucker doesn't want to hang out with me. But no, he didn't get them. He didn't get the iMessages, even though my phone thought he would. So I had to switch over uh, just to text messages, mm. and that, that was about 100 bucks worth of uh, – Wow. Because I couldn't text everyone else. You know, when I uh, – when we got I – had, I had something weird happen. When we got to London – you know, we uh, we got to Heathrow, and the area that the event was in was, like, literally on the other side of London. Like, Heathrow was way on the west side of London, and our event was way on the east side of London. So, you know, that, we get we London, get London is expensive. It's brutal. And it's, like, 8, 8, you know, like by the time we get through customs and everything, it's, like, 8 a.m. It's, like, the peak of traffic. We get out. We get into a taxi, and the guy's like, where are you going? I said, you know, Excel Center, Docklands. And the guy, like, stops and looks at me and goes, you know that's really far away, right? And I go, yeah. Wow, well, that was really nice of him. I guess, I guess, yeah. I he guess doesn't he, want. To, yeah, he doesn't. He yeah. wants to make sure I have the money to pay him. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Like an hour cab ride. He goes, okay. So we go and it take, takes like an hour and a half, and it's, it, it ends up costing 88 pounds, which is 200 bucks, well, less than I expected. But it's like uh, 150, 160. Let's yeah. Say. Oh, 150 probably. And uh, so I was like, fuck, that was a lot of money. So then, like the day before, the night before, we're gonna leave back to Heathrow. I, I talk to the I go to the front desk at the hotel and I'm like, hey, is it hard to get a cab here? Because I'm gonna need a cab in the morning to go to the airport. They're like, oh, go talk to the transportation desk. So like, okay. So I turn around and I go and there's like this desk and it's like the transportation desk and I tell the lady I'm like, I need to get a taxi to the airport in the morning. She's like, okay, what time? It's like eight thirty. She's like, okay, just come down and uh, we'll have a, we'll have a, a car ready for you. It's like okay. So like at the next morning, like at eight fifteen, you know, the phone in the hotel room rings. I'm like the car's here whenever you're ready. It's like okay. I was like, that's nice of them. I get downstairs and they had rented like a Mercedes E class and they'd gotten a driver to drive me to the airport. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And I, I get in the back seat and the driver's like dressed in a suit and I'm like, all ratty. The driver's in a suit and he's like, there's bottles of water in the doors if you want some. And he's like, would you like me to put the financial news on the radio? And I was like, no, no, <laughs> it's okay. And I was like, moment of like, this is going to be. And I was like, oh, fuck. What did I get into? What am I paying for here? <laughs> so we're driving through traffic the whole time. I'm hungover as, as fuck. And I'm, I feel like, ter- I feel terrible. I'm in the back of this cab. We're in traffic and we finally get to Heathrow and I'm like, God, how much is it going to cost me? And the guy's like, all right, that's 70 pounds. I'm like, are you serious? And I was like, okay. And I'm like, how the fuck is this like 20 pounds cheaper than taking the taxi? It's like, I sh- I'm an idiot. I should have called this guy. Yeah. I mean, that, ha- that happens occasionally where I've noticed yeah, I'll get higher cars and it's just it's a better deal. Yeah. I mean. Like the guy, like the, the taxi driver, nothing against him. The taxi driver I took from the airport would not shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> he was like talking nonstop and it was, I mean, it, it was awful. And this other guy would just quiet, put the radio on whatever I wanted. 
and just told me where the water was. I mean, it might be cabs are designed for short distances, so their rates are based on what's profitable in order to drive people those short distances. So when you're actually driving far, it's astronomically expensive. That's a good like, point. Like if they were meant to drive that far, it would probably be cheaper. And so you were calling somebody, that was their purpose. It's, you know, realistically priced. That's, a, that's an excellent point. I didn't think about it that way. Fucking dropping knowledge over there. Yeah. So, so that's that's my word of advice to you guys. If you ever go to England, take the guy in the Mercedes. He's cheaper. I'm going to do that. This is totally going to work out. Yeah. Do you have his card? <laughs> no, I do not have his card. He's not a drug dealer, so I didn't get it. But they, they, I guess at the airport they have that too. Like I saw the sign when we landed. It was like, you know, cars for hire over here or taxis yeah. over there. I'm always, I was going to the taxi line. I'm always torn because like in Vegas, you land at the Vegas airport and it's like, all right, you're going to have to make a decision here because – if you take the cab, you have to walk to one side of the airport. Or if you're going to take something that's a little higher than a cab, you have to walk to the other side of the airport. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I don't mind. I'll take a cab. But the problem is when you're in Vegas, that effing line at the Vegas airport for a cab, yeah, that thing is a mo- is a monstrous line. And it's just like you wind up sitting there forever. When we went to New York, I did something kind of bad. We landed in New York and uh, we had to take a taxi from uh, JFK out to Manhattan to get to where our hotel was and the event I'm, was. I'm so bummed I had to miss that event. I really wanted to go to that. And we landed at JFK. We go outside. And it's like you said, the line for the taxi is fucking long. There's probably 300 people in the line. Yeah. And there's like four taxis. Yeah. I was like, fuck, we're going to be here forever. So I played dumb. And I, I went in the wrong side of the line by accident. <laughs> And I walked up to the front, and I was like, where's the light? And I just got the taxi. Oh, I am not to your country. I just jumped in, and everyone started yelling at me. I was like, go, go, go. See, Gus, I, that's what I don't understand. You can go on a tirade against people on a plane who don't follow the cell phone rules, which don't affect you. They really don't, but you screwed over 40 or 50 people. That was definitely out of character for me, but it was definitely No, 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 no. Like, I agree. I support that decision. It's the I whole plane thing. That that's terrible. <laughs> my wife was my wife was she's like did we just cut the line i was like no and she's like we did didn't we did you open the window and yeah. just like get outside of it and just be like ha, i speak ha, no english i speak no english <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah oh. that's that's terrible uh i ran into a problem the reason i sent bernie the those text messages because i was like really messed up and i was worried about getting home is i got out of the casino and there's just not cabs right there there's cabs See, brandon, across the brandon street at the hotel but there's a line brandon is young and so he doesn't realize like on a lot of these trips it's like oh hey yeah we're going here we're doing that we're meeting fans blah, blah, blah. but he doesn't realize man the cold hard fucking truth of some of these trips is is like oh oh wait it's three in the morning i have no money I don't know where I am. I don't. I need heat and water. I'm dying. I mean, I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been in a foreign country on a fucking red versus blue trip. No idea where I am. No money. Everything's totally fucked. It happened to me the first time in fucking London, dude. I was fucking so pissed about that. Don't be so angry, man. You're so angry. You sound so ungrateful. Like you know, I was so fucking in journal. Bernie made a fucking journal post where it's like Joel wants to know where all the tour destinations. No, no, I don't want to know where the tour destination is. I don't know where the fuck I'm going. It's like, hey, come. It's always the same thing. Someone sends you an email where it's like, hey, come to this country, do this. It's like, oh, okay, and then it's just like, then you get left out in the wind. <laughs> So when I, when I was leaving this hotel, tons of drinks, that absence shot, it's horrible. And I was like, I got to get home. I got to get home. And you understand what your rate of decay is, basically. You know how far you're going to drop in five minutes. And you're like, I need to be home in nine minutes or it's just not happening. I'm yeah. going to wind up in a jail or on the street. So I was like trying to find a cab. 
And I couldn't. The only way I could get one is if I went in line across the hotel. So I go in line and I'm waiting there. And that's when I'm like frantically texting Bernie because I was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to fall over in this line. I'm going to be completely passed out. And I get to the hotel or I get to the cab finally. I tell him where I'm going. And, uh, he's, he's taking me there and my, my head's on the window. And I was just like, are we there? Are we close? Are we close? And he knows what's up. So he's just yeah. like speeding there and I just throw money at him. And it was even less than he needed, but he just told me to leave because he didn't want me to throw up in his cab, open the door, immediately find a trash can and just bomb it. Have you ever been like sick in America where you're drunk out of your mind in a cab and you're trying to vomit? Imagine like, well, now you're on the other side of the road. Don't know where you are. Don't know what the money value is. Yeah. <laughs> You're drunk out of your mind. It's terrible. Like the the, the compounding factors, like this compounding complexity. Well, no, that's that's the thing. You. It's like what little tiny thing that I am not aware of that's totally going to fuck me. I mean, what is that one little thing? But you don't know what it is. It's a different country. There's going to be one little thing you're not aware of, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's totally going to fuck you. You know, I shouldn't say anything because I totally did what you did in Australia on the trip what? where there was a bunch of lined up people to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I was super <laughs> drunk and I was like, well, I'm not going to wait through this. And then I did and exactly what you did except for I – oh, oops, I went into the women's bathroom. <laughs> I just went in there. Oh, my God. I went to that bar that's uh, – in New Zealand that has the – or uh, uh, in Melbourne that has the uh, Red versus Blue shots. Yeah, that they yeah, have a yeah, shot that's I, named after. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was super drunk. Uh, so I just drank the blue part of the shot and I just slammed the rest of it on the ground. <laughs> I said, I'm not drinking the rest of this. <laughs> no one uh, got the joke apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't get it. Well, I'm a blue guy, so I'm uh, It's on the internet. We have a show. It's so funny. We, they, they probably wouldn't understand it because internet's like a rare commodity over there. Oh, it, God, in the, we, hotel, uh, in, the, we, in the hotel rooms over there? Yeah, it's we like, spend a lot of money like on internet. A, 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 a page pops up and it's like, hey, would you like to use the internet? And it's like, okay, I, I, guess, I guess so. It's like, okay, cool. Why don't you just give me 50 bucks and I'll give you the internet? It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, here's 50 bucks. And it's like, and it's like, and then like an hour later, it's like, Hey, yeah. So you're using the internet. The internet's do you want right? to do you want to you want to keep using the internet? It's like what? It's we'll like, yeah. You. Why did you give me more money? It's like you're getting shaken down by your browser. Yeah, yeah. And I totally. And then it's just like, oh no, you only paid for this much, or, or no, no, we didn't realize you were going to use that much. At the on the last day, I got a, 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 a page popped up on me that said, yeah, you've both violated the amount of data and how fast you can use it, and now you owe us at least. This much for breaking this rule, and you owe us at least this much for breaking this rule. It's like, what? And then it cut the internet off. I wasn't allowed to use any more internet. <laughs> yeah, and they what the to- fuck were you doing? No, nothing. I was doing nothing. How I was much just porn like, do you have to stream before not, they cut you off in Australia? Was, no, I was like listening to like financial podcasts and stuff. And stuff and yeah. doing anything. They, that's what they call it now. I mean, there's no. I mean, I, I told people in New Zealand, it's like, God, your internet to us is like what it was in like 1995. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, you can't use anything. They trying to save face by saying we won't charge you for more internet, but we're gonna just we're gonna throttle it down. God, I just like we're gonna we're gonna make this like it's a. 20 what a 28 modem I, I should have yeah. taken a screen cap of that of that page because it was it was utterly ridiculous it was like i was waiting for like some, the police to bust down my door and drag me off to jail or whatever and apparently i guess new zealand is apparently they got they've got one cable that runs down the bottom of the ocean that connects them to australia for their internet i mean it's like that's awful yeah but maybe, I mean, maybe that's a deal breaker i mean that, the, your entire country has a bottleneck all the fan I mean, stuff was amazing i don't think i've seen those nice and dedicated fans at any of the other cons I've gone to, like every almost every fan we saw 
in the con that waited in line, some of which that waited for an hour, hour and a half, was yeah. at some of the fan events. I felt really bad about that. Well, it's good that you went to the fan events, and hopefully they went there too, and they were able to talk to you a little more. I know yeah. when the line gets long, I mean, God, I, I feel like such a like a jerk, like I'm stroking my own ego here for saying this, but it's like when the line gets super long, you try to work through it a little faster to try to keep well, trying yeah, to reduce the line, and then that's you my feel thought, bad. Is like, that I'm the, thinking, I'm thinking about the guy at the end of the yeah, line. The individual experience becomes watered down because you're so concerned about the length of the line. It's it's really a tough. Well, but there was have. one point where I got really flustered because on Saturday we had the con organizer standing across the table from us, and he's like, "Well, you guys have got to hurry because the con closes in an hour," and the line was. I, there was no way we were getting right. through everybody. It was like we just we got to move. You know, it's like nah. yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Oh, that's so tough. There yeah. were some people that moved from the line to buy stuff into, you know, get stuff signed, and I felt like a dick just saying, you know, oh hey, you have to go wait in that long line. Like yeah. we're not going to sign it for you, but you know, it's just tough. You're trying to treat everybody as as good as you can, you know, but it's hard not to feel bad sometimes. But yeah. I think I mean overall I think it went I think I think it was it, went well. it was astronomically it awesome. I yeah. mean especially in Melbourne we had so many long lines all like two or three days we were there. And it was fun when we landed in New Zealand too because that was the day after they had won the uh, Rugby World Cup. Yeah, it was just like all I had to. This is why I got to float through security without doing a single thing. Is all I had to do was go. Um, and I, it was great. I enjoyed watching the World Cup. and I'm glad that they won. But I was like, hey, congratulations on winning the World Cup. They're like, yes, yes, thank you. And they just let me through. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come Everyone on, was so happy. Like the cool. entire country was so happy. That's I remember awesome. seeing French guys at the airport when we landed, and they were like walking through the airport, and they were all dejected. You could tell like they had like the face paint makeup that they had wiped off, but hadn't like wiped it all the yeah, way off. Yeah. It was like behind their ears. You know, just walking the airport. So the funny. only thing you're missing was a tear. <laughs> the best part. It's my favorite part of, of sports is like the close up. On the uh, fans of the opposing Dejected team that fans. are losing, like they had that. My wife said the exact same yeah. thing the other night. And like, they had that. Uh, they had that uh, close up of that kid, like that eight year old at OU who was yeah. crying <laughs> in the crowd. It like became like a T shirt. So, so when you're directing live events, you have the director there who who basically chooses which camera to take. He'll say take two, take eight, take nine. Um, so you're going to have someone making a decision of what's the saddest thing. Yeah. Like, it, it always, feels so mean like, to be like, like, oh, like little girl can't. crying. That's, yeah, like, that's money. That's it. Like, there's that's the golden shot. operators, like, searching the crowd, like, what emotion, what emoticon, like, <laughs> Are communicates. There, find the orphans. <laughs> yeah. God, that crying kid was so funny. Oh, it's so great, man. It's just... I love it. I don't. Other than that, I don't think I can talk anything more about fucking Texas OU this year. Yeah, that was brutal. That was brutal. Uh, Sports. You missed miss, you miss the entire World Series. You're like such a huge Rangers fan, dude. That was that was also brutal. That was also brutal. We we somehow found like little corners uh, to find the game over there, and it would probably come on like at four in the morning or something for you. Yeah, well, it's funny. It definitely came. It came in on like nine in the morning when I was in Melbourne, and I was able to like catch some of it or whatever. In hindsight, I'm kind of glad I got away from it because I don't think <laughs> I, I I knew game six that was it, dude. One pitch away, one pitch away from winning it. And it's like when they didn't make it. Well, this is over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, I'm sad now. <laughs> it was it was rough. We don't really know how to handle Joel. It's just like it was like, well, I'm just gonna start drinking now at nine in the morning. I was like, I'm I'm now a rugby fan. Tell you something about technology though, and how certain organizations are, are really embrace it. Uh, our distributor Eric, again, awesome. 
had uh, the game on his iPhone, and he had it at the oh, booth. Yeah. And we're just watching this game was, across I, the world was, on a magical little. Well, I was I was in device. shock because it was like again. I was back at my hotel room getting splash screens where it's like, hey, do you want to lose this page? It'll only cost you ten dollars. It's <laughs> like, and then it's like I go back here and he's like streaming the ball game yeah. on his iPhone. It's like, well, that that's going to be a million dollars. Well, it's just cool to see like certain organizations embrace technology and try to be at the forefront instead of just like man, I I. I wish I could. I am not a fan of. Was it MLB TV or whatever? That yeah. IPhone? Really? Yeah. I am that. I mean, it's well, it's, it's been like it's, four or five years in a row now. That they they. I feel like they've screwed well, me. They 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 do fucked up things. Like they're still subject. Even though you pay for it, you're still subject to blackouts. I'm if in, it's local, yeah. I, I'm in Austin, Texas. But yeah, well, yeah. I get every Texas Ranger game blacked out. In Austin, Texas, the Rangers play in Dallas, which is three hours north of Austin, Texas. It doesn't matter. I can't. I mean, get you can't get out of the. I, I got the World Series games blacked out. I mean, last year, the year before that, at least it's like the World Series games were blacked out. Yeah, it's that's, like, that's, that's, that's shitty. MLB signs I mean, those contracts, but you can't get away with not doing that in local markets. Yeah, but I mean, Austin should not be considered a local market for. I mean, for that. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to hash out their whole way of doing things. Just to me, it's just like just get it done. Just get yeah, it done. Plus, if you, a, if, you, if you pay the premium for the yeah. MLB service, you I, should be I, exempt from those blackouts because you're paying the money that they theoretically claimed I, I they would have lost. I paid for it, and it, st- it didn't work. And then I had to go through the uh, uh, laborious process of canceling it, which is a pain in the ass process. I mean, it's just like uh, – and this is like the fourth or fifth year in a row that I've fallen for it. And every year something comes up where it doesn't work. I mean, if I'm an Austin TV station, I get it. You know, if I can get that in the contract that people can't view it and they have to watch my station, I, I do it. I mean, but the, the, I, Rangers, I just, the Rangers don't even air on TV down here. It's like they air on the weekends sometimes. Otherwise, oh, really? Yeah, we yeah. get Houston Astros. You can't yeah, watch it, extra game? Uh-uh. No. It's, it's, su- it's a super fuck situation. No, no, it's like I, I, no, yeah, watch, I, watch, watch, I thought Austin was an Astros territory. I had to watch like the Spanish-only station at one point to get the Ranger game. I was like, oh, my God, it's on the Spanish-only station. I was lucky to get that. All the announcers are hot women with huge tits. It was it was better, actually. I appreciate it. It was better. They had a good take on that sport. I don't know. I'm bitter. Yeah, all right. There's always uh, I don't know. Next next year? Didn't, didn't they almost go to the World Series like two years ago or something? They were really close. They went last year. Was they, it last year? Went yeah. to the World Series last year. Oh. Lost in the World Series. Oh. Remember before I said they're going to the World Series. Oh, I never right. said they're going to win the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> I was very careful about my articulation there. I don't know now. I don't know. Decades of uh, Rangers expectations have set set your sights low. Every Ranger fan, we're all on the same page. It's just like every second, it's just like we're all – as soon as we're down or whatever, we're the quietest crowd in baseball because, like, oh, that's it. We knew it. We knew it. We're no good. We knew it. It's just like, <laughs> we suck. We, we suck. It's just like we, – we, I don't know. The other team figured it out. They, we figured it out. We're hollow. We're the paper tiger. <laughs> the paper tiger. All right. Well, let's wrap this shit up because we actually have a super busy day. Uh, I just want you guys to know that the talk we just had about sports is how much I've been able to talk about sports in the bullpen in the last month. I mean, if I get on the podcast, I want to talk. I should. I want to talk sports. I want to talk the ten-year Italian bond. <laughs> Are the guys upstairs not sports fans? No. Every time I bring something up, someone always makes the joke. I think they should score a touchdown, like in baseball. Like you know that joke, right? Like, yeah. Ah, uh, like, yeah. Those guys are assholes. <laughs> that you work with up there. I'm sorry to tell you. It's okay. <laughs> so you get stuff done. Sometimes. Sometimes. Otherwise, um, it's just being an asshole. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap this shit up because I know everyone's super busy. We got a screening uh, this weekend. I feel like I'm forgetting much. Oh, Halo Anniversary Edition comes out next week. 
And that's gonna uh, be awesome. Bernie and I will be at the Microsoft Store at the Gallery in Houston Monday night for the midnight launch of Halo Anniversary Edition. Uh, I believe that event's like 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. I could be wrong, but uh, so if you live in Houston, you should come out, say hi. We'll be there. Um, I got to play it. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, a, it's gonna be a fun game. Should be should be a lot of fun. And I guess I think that's the only thing we have coming up. Uh, yeah, uh, we had some stuff in the store go on presale. Oh, when does the our, calendar went our, on sale? I mean, everybody wants calendars. Our DVD is available for pre-sale, and it ships next week, right? Yeah, I think on the 14th. From what, what I understand, right that DVD is pretty good. Yes. It's all right. That's what I hear. There's also a churchism poster. People like the quote posters, man, yeah. at cons. Yeah, people have been demanding the Simmonsism poster. You know what's embarrassing is so we have walk up to the table. Yeah, I thought it wasn't out yet. It's not out yet, but we have the design. Yeah. We just have to get it <laughs> We approved. have it. We, I mean, we, we don't have it, but we have it. <laughs> A form of it exists. <laughs> Somebody, I was drunk at the table, and a fan will walk up and go, hey, can you do a, a caboose thing? It's like, well, I can, but I can't, as I'm holding the poster that has yeah. all the caboose quotes. Like, I can't quite remember any. Oh. Do, do, you, do you have a reflex caboose line that you go for whenever people ask for yeah, a caboose? Yeah, it is. I do. What it's is the it? reflex. Uh, it's the Sheila. Uh, Come back to me. You know what mine is? What is yours? That's an excellent idea, sir. <laughs> I'm sure someone's said it a million times. You that, sound just like Simmons. That or, yes, sir. <laughs> That's a good one. So they're like, oh, yeah. Cause just because I can never think of other Simmons lines. You say, when I put on the spot, I'm like, I always, yeah, I always say, what's your favorite line? That's what I always ask them. And I'll, I'll say, whatever. In one of the feature acts, we actually asked the whole cast what their startup line is when they're in the booth. And that was Gus's line. That's how he gets in character. Yeah. Yes, Brandon, Brandon, what's your character's line? Um, I don't know. I shouldn't talk about it. Bernie hates my character. Ah, I'm dead. No, I never <laughs> die. I never die. Ah, you think I'm dead. But I'm not. <laughs> I'm alive. Hopefully, I didn't die between seasons. Okay. Well, that's it. Let's wrap this shit up. Thank you for listening.